The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now it's time for our expert slot. And joining us this week to talk all things hearing is Orla Walsh, audiologist and audiology director at Specsavers. Uh, Orla, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Thanks for having me. Uh, questions already coming in uh, thick and fast. First question generally, though, can people, you know, throughout their lives look after their hearing so they don't have an issue uh, as they get older? So they can do things to help their hearing. Unfortunately, as we age, we do lose some of our hearing. Anyway. And that's a natural uh, process that's going to happen and we can't stop that. But certainly we can protect our hearing and that's really to do with loud sounds. Um, nowadays, we listen to our devices too loud. Above 85 decibels for sustained, sustained periods is going to cause damage to the little nerves in your inner ear. So what we recommend is to keep your your, your AirPods, your phones, even the concert, you're talking about EP there, everybody's been at EP. And when you ask them what they bring, my own nephews went and they had, oh my God, so much stuff, tents. They had food, they had drinks, they had sun cream, hair products, but no one brought hearing protection. So if we start wearing hearing protection, especially at concerts, discos, just to take the decibels down slightly and then listen to our own devices at a lower level, below 85 decibels, that will help prevent hearing loss. Mm. Now, a lot of people uh, talking about uh, what they do to their ears, um, using cotton buds to clean their ears advisable or not? Yeah, so look, we recommend not doing that because unfortunately when you go in, you can be a little bit aggressive, you can cut the canal, that can open up the ear canal to bacteria and you can push the wax up against the eardrum. And if you push the wax up against the eardrum, the eardrum won't vibrate correctly and it's very hard to remove. So naturally wax should waft out of the ear, that's the natural process of wax, and clean the outer ears. So when you get out of your shower, your ears are wet, get a dry cloth and clean the outer ears, but don't go poking into the ears, you'll just cause other problems. Uh, Someone else uh, from a sunny Galway asking what can be done about itchy ears. Uh, I don't know whether they're itching on the inside or where, and uh, also this person is uh, concerned about tinnitus. So we'll go with the itchy ear in the ear canal because that's usually where the outer ear canal where you have the itchiness. There's a few things. One might be that if you suffer from psoriasis or dermatitis, that can be in the ear canal as well. So you might need a steroid cream or a bacterial steroid cream. The other thing about itchiness as well, it, it can be the first sign of an infection. Um, sometimes pain is a very late sign with an infection in the ear. So I'd always outrule that there is, if there's any smell or discharge, you may need an antibiotic. But sometimes a steroid cream, sometimes maybe an antibiotic. Um, this one uh, about itchy ears. I got uh, Gentisone from my doctor. That worked for a while when I was using it. The itching returned soon after treating them. They're still itching today. I do wear ear pods uh, and over the ears during the day. It's very disagreeable and wakes me up at night. Any suggestion to sort out the issue would be greatly appreciated. So I wonder, do you have an allergy to the AirPods? Um, again, we can have an allergy to any sort of materials and it might be that you need something a bit more hyperallergenic for the ear if it keeps coming back. But again, you may have a dermatitis that needs constant treatment as well. Gentle, the, the cream you talked about there was an antibiotic cream, but you might have a more um, skin condition that needs constant treatment. Now, here's a very interesting question. How do you know your hearing isn't what it should be? In other words, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you're hearing no, stuff yeah. and you think yeah. I can hear OK, but yeah. in fact, it's not good. 
So how do you know? How do you find it? And that's a really good question because with your eyes, it's 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 very black and white. You can either see something or you can't. With hearing, it's like, should I have heard it? Did they speak loud enough? Was it noisy? Um, so the first signs that start to go when we have hearing loss is the TV starts to get louder. People normally comment that the TV is getting louder. You'll miss high frequency sounds. Generally speaking, this is like the doorbell or the phone ringing. And then you'll notice when you're with a group of friends in a noisy environment that it is quite difficult to follow the conversation. So they're the really early signs. On a one-to-one, you're absolutely fine. But those um, those um, cues um, start to go, yeah. Okay, now people talking about tinnitus and a lot of mm. people will have tinnitus either from the working environment where they're working with heavy machinery or sawmills or whatever, but more people will have it because of the gigs they went to. That's it, yeah. So tinnitus is generally a sign of hearing damage. So it's usually one of the symptoms you get when you have hearing damage. So the first thing I would always do with tinnitus is have a full hearing test. And like when you have a hearing test, we look into the ear as well and rule out wax, rule out infection, rule out blockage. Because again, if your ear is blocked at wax, you'll have tinnitus. So you need to rule out those things, then have a hearing test and see what the cause of the tinnitus is. Generally speaking, there is an underlying cause. For some people, they will have tinnitus and we have no other known cause. Their hearing is perfect. But there is treatments out there um, to help with the tinnitus. There's a project in Ireland, Lanier, that's got very good effects on helping people manage tinnitus. But if you remove the wax, treat the infection or treat the hearing loss, you'll also negate the effects of tinnitus. So it depends on what is the cause. Okay, another one. Uh, Perforated eardrum, what treatment would you suggest? So there is surgery to correct a perforation of the eardrum, tympanoplasty, but it's not for everybody. It depends on why the eardrum is perforated. If you have like trauma and a sudden perforation, even going up in an aeroplane with the, the pressure, they spontaneously usually repair themselves. Often you'll have mm. with children, very young children, you hear they go to the doctor and the doctor says perforated eardrum. Yeah. But they don't do anything to no, fix it. No, they don't. Generally, it will spontaneously heal. If you have a, 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 a perforation due to ongoing and chronic infections and that they may not operate because they might want to keep the ear open. So ENT will have to, ear, nose and throat specialists would have to review um, your your perforation and decide on appropriate treatment. Uh, and the next one uh, coming in, are hearing aids of benefit for even a small amount of hearing loss or should I soldier on? So that's where we'll advise you. So generally, when you come in to see us, we'll do a full case history. We'll ask you how it's affecting your life um, and we'll do a full otoscopic examination of the, of the ear and then look at the results. So for different people, they'll start wearing hearing aids at different times. Now, the reason uh, a lot of people would ask this, if you've got uh, eyesight uh, problems mm. and you ha- get corrective, um, often your eyes then or even when you take the glasses off they're worse than they were before because you know there's an impression they get lazy now yeah. can, your ears can that happen you get hearing aids and therefore when you take them out you can't even hear as well as you heard before yeah so I think what happens is um, that you just get to see the world and hear the world so much better that when you take it out you realise what you had in the past we test the hearing of someone who has damage and wears hearing aids and it doesn't decline at a dramatic level, you know, compared to someone who isn't wearing hearing aids. So no, what hearing aids do is they give you better hearing. So when you take them out, you go, wow, that's not what I'm comfortable with anymore. Yeah. I want to hear better and I want to hear everything that goes on. Because you come across people who actually wear, maybe they should be wearing two, they wear one. Uh, sometimes they only wear them in, in certain situations. Yeah. 
and otherwise they do without. And again, that's not the best practice because in order to get the best benefit from your hearing aids, you need to wear them all the time. By wearing binaural hearing aids, one in each ear, if that's what you need, obviously if you only have hearing loss in one ear, you wouldn't. But by wearing binaural, you increase all the signals to your brain. So you're maximising your your ability to hear and for localisation because if one ear is better than the other, you'll never know where sound is coming from. So your ability to localise is is dramatically reduced. So no, you wear them as, as soon as we feel you need them we will recommend them for you uh, This is from Anthony and it's just a piece of advice I suppose I purchased custom earplugs designed for musicians for going to gigs best money I ever spent I can enjoy every note and no ringing ears uh, as a metalhead they're great <laughs> so says Anthony Brilliant, so, brilliant yeah. that's great to hear um, Because uh, you know at gigs you, you might think you're in the back of the hall and you, you're not close to the speakers but the levels can be it Astronomical. Absolutely. It's up at 110 to 120 decibels, even away from the speakers. So when you get the attenuation that the um, custom-made earplugs, they just take them down by about 20 decibels. You're still going to get the brilliance and the volume, but you're just not going to cause the damage. Mm. What impact do my ears have on my balance? Yeah, so your balance centre is right beside your cochlea, your hearing centre. So they work together. And what can ca- can happen is when you have maybe fluid or inflammation in that area, it can it can set your balance off a little bit. There's also crystals in your balance centre that sometimes move, in t- move into your hearing centre, your cochlea, and that can cause that vertigo or the nausea feeling. So they do work very closely together. Uh, how much has heredity got to do with hearing loss? Massively. Hereditary in life, it, with all illnesses and diseases, has such an impact. My dad, my mom have hearing I'm heading that way myself. My brother has them. It's in, yeah, it runs in families. Uh, This one um, about Alzheimer's. Is hearing loss linked with Alzheimer's or dementia? Yeah, so there's really strong correlations between Alzheimer's, dementia and hearing loss. So the feeling is um, if we if, if we don't know what people's hearing is, we're not sure if they've forgotten it or if they heard it in the first place. So it's really important when somebody has any cognitive problems that we rule out any hearing loss and that we treat that hearing loss. Um, they're very closely linked. We're not sure exactly what's going on. They're both the start and the temporal lobe as well. And that's where the hearing centre is. So I don't know. Again, we don't know with the research what's going on, but we do know that we need to do testing, ensure that the hearing is okay and treat it if it's not. And, and the, the question treatment. is uh, for people who might have the beginnings of mm-hmm. uh, uh, that kind of issue, uh, tuning out is not good for not good that. So you're yeah. better off staying tuned in. Absolutely. I'm um, recently back from holidays. Last year, I have uh, gotten an infection in my ears, I believe, from the pool. Is there anything I can do before I begin holiday? Maybe a spray or something that's from Paul? So I would recommend everybody who's swimming regularly to wear swim plugs because water can get logged in your ear canal and then again bacteria loves a warm moist environment and that's what your ear canal is a lovely warm moist environment so if you put water in there as well it it can cause bacterial uh, growth. The other thing is um, with swimming there's a thing called surfer's ears which is um, usually in cold water and you get little bony growths in your ear canal um, and they don't cause much, they don't cause damage to your hearing. But the reason I'm mentioning it is because in the Dunleary store, we've seen so many clients come in who swim in the 40 foot and sea point. Yeah. And they've so many, so many of them have exotosis or bony growths in their ears. So I would recommend for them as well to wear the, 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 the ear plugs, the swimming plugs, and um, to stop that happening. Because if they get really bad, they can block your ear canal and they can trap water and then you get bacteria and get infections as well. A couple more. Apparently, I've started talking louder. Is this an ear problem? I use my ear pods almost every day. And could that be the cause? 
So normally if you have hearing loss, you start to speak louder to encourage people to speak louder back to you. That's kind of the neurolinguistic way of working. But if you're wearing the ear pods when you're talking to people, you will speak louder louder because you're getting no feedback. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, absolutely. If you have them in your ear. Um, I'm deaf in one ear. Could I use a hearing aid in the other? Now, that's interesting. If someone's profoundly deaf, that means that there's no hope, is there, with the hearing aid? If if, If your cochlea doesn't function at all, there's no hearing aid that... No hearing aid will do the job. job. No, there's no. So the other ear, even if it's working perfectly, could you enhance what you hear using a hearing aid? If you have perfect hearing in the in the other ear, you 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 can't enhance it any further. But what you can do is you can use a cross system, is where you put a transmitter into the ear that doesn't work, and it transmits the speech over to the good ear, and the good ear processes both. And what's amazing about the brain is that in time, you'll know that it came from the left side or whatever side wasn't working. Your brain will process that and know that somebody over there is speaking to you. So that's great for, especially in noisy environments, somebody sitting on your left, if that's, if that's the ear that doesn't work, that you can still communicate with them and hear what they're saying. All right. Well, look, uh, fascinating stuff. Orla Walsh, audiologist and audiology director at Specsavers. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.